Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Relationships Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we cover a range of topics on our show all about relationships from every aspect that you can think about. Work, intimate, family relationships, friendships, any of the relationships you can think about, we talk about it right here. On Relationship Wednesdays. Absolutely. Um, I am a, a, a therapist in full-time private practice. I run a thriving private practice in Naperville, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. We do everything from medication management to therapy of all sorts and public speaking. And my background is in corporate America, but here in the Wall Associates, I focus on resume consults, mock interviews, and life coaching. All right, so tonight's question is really a grown-up question. So if you're sitting around and you've got your little people with you, this is not the show tonight for that. So couple things. If you have questions specific tonight or comments that you want to make, we'll give people about 10 seconds. Um, our telephone number is 323-693-3835. If we cover some things tonight and you start saying, oh, you know, I need to talk more about that or I wanted to know more about that, then call our office directly um, or look us up on the web, www.noelandassociates.com. Sorry, sorry about that. Amazing. Just side note, I begged him to take medicine. He refused, so now he is sneezing on our nightly show. But okay, so what we wanted to talk about today is is pornography affecting your relationship, and if so, how? And um, this is a really interesting topic because when people get to be adults, they feel like, you know, you can really do what you want to do. You can watch whatever you want to watch. You can that that you not you're not led or really affected by things as much as you are when you're a kid. So when folks are younger we kinda of understand that pornography is something that they, they shouldn't be able to handle or couldn't handle or certain things are not that they can handle. But as we age we feel like we can watch things, do things and they're not affecting us. And um we get a a bunch of couples in our practice and one of the things that comes up is pornography, the use of pornography in, in intimacy and how much pornography is okay, how much do people include in their, their sex life, and whether or not it's good for them. And, you know, somebody may have it as an individual, but once you get into that relationship, now that pornography that you may have been dealing with as an individual now comes into play in a relationship. So you have to see how your partner feels about it, how is that going to affect your interaction, your intimacy with your partner, how, that, how your partner is going to view you, whether intimacy or that uh, pornography, are you going to tell your partner about the pornography? So it definitely impacts your relationship with a significant Will other. you watch it together? Will you watch it together? Will you use it to start things off in your relationship? Absolutely. You want to experiment based on what you've seen on, on uh, pornographic material or video. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a range of things. What's interesting is, you know, another thing that brings this up is the book and the movie that's coming out, Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. And the the trilogy there, and where they do a lot of sadomasochism, where there's a lot of painful sex, and there's a lot of people getting hurt. Well, not people, these two hurting each other, but, you know, eventually they both love it because that's what they like to do. And so there's lots of people that are trying these things out for themselves, reading, you know, a piece of the book and then kind of acting out or playing out that piece in their bedroom. And it's interesting to see what the effects of those things are. So before we talk about pornography in general, let's talk a little bit about, you know, soft porn, romancing novel. So if we look at Fifty Shades of Grey, back in 2013, firefighters in London said that it could be, that 
uh, Fifty Shades of Grey could be to blame for a rise in the emergency calls from people stuck in all kinds of awkward situations involving handcuffs, right? So yes. I haven't read the book, but apparently there's there's some parts of it. A lot of it. handcuffs involved. Apparently there are <laughs> handcuffs involved. And so there are people that are reading the book and getting themselves in those physical positions trying to imitate it. Yes. And if folks are doing that with this book, how much more so would they be doing it from um, video videos that are like full-on sex where people right. are actually trying positions and trying to do that stuff at home? Right. So, I mean, one, physically can someone do this, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, physically can they, can they do those moves? Because a lot of things you have to be – you know, a lot of if you watch even videos or talk to your doctor, you have to be in shape to have sex, Look, right? If, it's a health issue. If you be. just work out, if you're just jogging, they say, please talk to a medical provider. Please talk to your physician before you start doing these things. Right, exactly. How much more so is leaning over the side of the bed to asphyxiate <laughs> yourself and trap yourself in handcuffs, how much more physical agility would that take? Right. So one of the things that people are seeing um, that are affecting relationships is, you read about, you know, and, like, in the book, The Girls are Virgin, so I'm assuming she's relatively young. I haven't read the book, so I don't know her age. Okay. But let's say by the time you get to the pornography and you get to Fifty Shades of Grey, 3540. Right. And your spouse wants you to, you know, hang over the side of the bed. Hang upside down. Lean over the rail. Right. Get into a swing. Number one, can you physically do that? Right, absolutely. And then number two, when you can't do it, what effect does that have on one's personal psyche when they can't really get into that position? Does that make you feel bad? Does it make you feel ashamed? Um, you become self-conscious of mm-hmm. yourself, um, of your body. You know, you feel, feel sorry. You don't apologize because I can't do those things. You feel like you're not meeting your spouse's needs sexually. Mm-hmm. So these all things come into play when you, when you can bring pornography into the relationship. Here's another piece of it. In general, I can't speak for every man on the planet, but there's a bell curve of how long a man can go before he has an orgasm. Mm-hmm. So if there's a scene where some guys, like, going 45 minutes straight, can, what guy can meet up to that and, and, and kind of do that that long? Right, not many. So it, it goes, so it goes on both sides, for men and for women. So the expectation out there, can a man perform that, that uh, the way this man performed on the screen? Okay, Correct. and he feels bad about himself. Oh, I can't, I can't perform that. Maybe I need to take some pills or something like that to help me mm-hmm. perform in the bedroom like we just saw on the TV. Or you, you, you see ads all the time for extenders. Like if yes. you want to to extend your penis size, like you can call this number and get one eight hundred extend or something. Right, like. or or get an an augment done. Or yeah. Something of oh, those yeah. So a lot of times when you're watching the videos and you're watching pornography when you're doing it on demand, and here's another very interesting thing. You know, pornography is much easier to come by. People can download it on their cell phones, watch it for free on their cell phones. Yeah, it's a, on the Internet. Everybody's got a smartphone. You can watch it. Someone can be watching it on the way on the train, going to work at lunchtime. It's on the smartphones, on iPads or whatever, tablets that people have, Internet, cable, on-demand, video store, all over the place. Right. If you do want it, you can access it. Right. Okay? And with that being said, one of the, one of the challenges is, you know, in a relationship, you want this built on trust, right? You want to have that trust in the relationship. When you bring pornography in it as an individual, okay, it can lead to uh, walls being built up between the couple, mm-hmm. meaning if somebody's watching this on their lunch break or something like that or late night watching it on a computer, not involving their spouse, it's, it starts, guess what, a wall is being built up between that partnership. So now it's something that I'm doing, but it's not something we're necessarily doing. 
Here's one of the things that I hear a lot of spouses say to me. They say, Dr. Noel, he is more into the porn than he's into me. Mm, oh. They okay. say, Dr. Noel, I can wake up at like 3 a.m. and I thought he was in the bed sleep and he's up watching pornography. And so a lot of people start to feel like the pornography is almost like having the other woman. Right. Oh, absolutely. People can consider that in a, an adulterous situation. Quote, quote, and right? a lot of women fall into this category where they get married, you're young, you met in college, you don't want to be seen as a prude or as conservative, so maybe you say something like, oh, yeah, it's okay, I don't have a problem if you watch porn. Well, yeah, I'll watch it with you, it's no big deal, it doesn't bother me. But after a while... One, or, one of the party members decides it's, it's more than they can handle. It's more exposure than they want their spouse to have. It's not doing the things to them that they thought that it would. Then there's a lot of people that begin to not be able to be aroused without the pornography. Which is, which is definitely concerned. Now, so now we turn into a, it's a threesome. It's, you know, the man, the woman, and the pornography. Right. So, like, wait a minute. It's supposed to be just the man and the woman here. We're together in a, in a relationship. Why does this always have to be here? us to have a satisfying sexual relationship. Right. You know, there's so much, too, much, so, too many people in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to fantasy versus reality. Okay. There's a lot of fantasy that goes into, I mean, if, if you watch pornographies, it's not like there's like a big plot. I mean, like, <laughs> basically, it's how many people in the room eventually are start having sex. There, right. It's not like there's like some huge plot going on and there's some deeper meaning. It's all about the gratuitous sex, number one. Right. Number two, the women on, and even the men on the shows or on pornography, they're not really having an emotional attachment to the sex. Sure. This is this is this is what they're doing for a living, right? And they're. But I mean, forget that they're doing it for a living. It's oh, just to get the character. Right. They don't show much. We get in. We get down to the nitty gritty. We do what we're gonna do. Right. Well, in relationships, for the most part, somebody has feelings for the other person. Normally, yes, normally. Yes. So what happens is is that generally people can't have the 45-minute, you can't really recreate that video at their house every single time that you have sex. And then there's emotions that go on with it. Every time you play that video, that chick is doing the same thing she always did. But your wife would come home, have a headache, be tired, not be ready to do it, and now it's, well, Susan Southlake on the show never says no. Right. Or y'all could just have a fight. Right, had an argument or some resentment built up over over an issue in a relationship. So guess what? That comes into play. And so instead of you guys working through that, I'm not gonna even bother because I want to get sexually gratified. I'm gonna use pornography. So the issues in a relationship are never addressed and never dealt with. Okay, because like you mentioned, in those relationships on pornography, they're not dealing with any kind of emotional challenges and stuff like that. It's just all about the sex. Okay, but that's not realistic. That's not realistic in a true relationship. Mm-hmm. You're going to have issues that you're going to have to get through in order to and deal with that as well as continue to have an intimate relationship sexually while you're going through that, mm-hmm. okay? But during those times, it may not always be like a pornography like a, por- a pornography movie or a TV show, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you know? It just, that's not, that's, that's not reality, you know? Like reality TV versus reality, reality TV is not reality. Pornography is not reality. Absolutely. And I think one of the things is, the fantasy of sex, especially for people that aren't mature enough to talk about their intimacy and talk about what they like and what they don't like and say no to certain positions, the fantasy is, is sometimes for people way than the reality. 
Mm, okay. Yeah, so a lot of men watch this and they see movement. They see it's just the whole idea of what if I could have that woman. And so then you have your wife or, your, or whoever you're with dressing like this person, acting like this. Oh, well, let's role play. Let's walk into that room. And so now you're he's not really in the reality. He's in the fantasy of pretending like you're somebody else. Right. He is with Susie Snowflake from the from the movie. Absolutely. Okay. Not really with his his partner or spouse. Absolutely. Now, you pulled up a study on the effects of pornography on relationships. Yeah, let's go into that. This is from uh, a study that uh, Utah State University did back in January 2010 under families and communities, and it talks about some of the – mostly focus a lot on the negative impacts of pornography, pornography on relationships. They talk about one is uh, the user of pornography faces difficulty becoming sexually aroused without pornography. We talked about that. So now without once you someone's using that pornography on a regular basis, and they try and take it away and just have that sexual relationship with their with their partner or spouse. It's no longer uh, they, they can't get aroused without having the pornography there. So again, you have a third wheel that has to be there to have any kind of sexual gratification in a relationship. Yeah, sexual gratification. Yes, okay. that becomes a problem. Okay. Okay. The next one, the user of pornography at times can lose interest or disengage in uh, in the number of experiences. So we have fewer experiences of sexual uh, interaction with their partner. Because instead of we have a fight, you know, I'm not going to pursue you anymore. I'm just going to go, uh, I'm going to go have, have uh, watch pornography, okay? Uh, instead of uh, tapping you on the shoulder because I, I may be sexually aroused in the middle of the night, let you sleep, I'm going to go pornography. That may be the case with somebody. So there, there are less interactions of sexual activity with their partner when they're engaged in pornography. Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. The next one. A partner may view pornography as infidelity or betrayal in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's a big one. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little bit. That that person said, you know what, you were actually cheating on me, okay, with this uh, porn- the, with this pornography, and I'm offended by that, and, you know, I feel betrayed, mm-hmm. and I feel betrayed by that. <laughs> and I think part of what happens, at least I can tell you what happens for people that, that come into therapy, is that they've had conversations with their partner about, wanting to slow down on the amount of pornography, um, then a lot of times you get women who say, I was never really into it, but I said yes in the very beginning. And so then when he wants to increase, 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 now she's feeling, you know, a little bit negative about that or some kind of way about that or inferior because of that, especially when, and this is the key point, guys and ladies, listen, when you're not, you're no longer aroused by your partner, your arousal is about, the pornography mm. or the sex toy. Right. Or, because it's not just pornography. Now what enters the bedroom is the expectation that you can be Barbie or you can be whatever it is that they saw on the screen. You can act like that, move like that, breathe like that, have that much stamina that you can hold out for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes. All of those things come into play, and it takes away the one-on-one intimacy that most people have. So it's like you're bringing a third party into the room. So now I, I know that there's somebody out there listening that's saying that, hey, I, I don't think it's a big problem bringing a third party in. And there's some people that don't feel like that in the beginning, but it never fails. I haven't seen, I haven't yet, now this doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but I haven't seen it yet where a third party is brought in, whether it's, whether it's pornography as a third party or another human being as a third party, routinely where one of the two, one of the three doesn't get disgruntled and it ends up, it blows up the whole relationship. Absolutely. And it's not talking about, you know, 
one or two times that, hey, you know what, we're trying to spice up something a little bit, let's try something new. You know, that's not it, but it's it's where we can't even have um, a relationship without that pornography of your example, another person there. So it's really we don't have a relationship anymore as the two of us. The three of us have a relationship, and that's only the time we have relations. And, and this is really interesting because there's a myth out there that um, that all men watch pornography. And that's actually not true. Not all men watch pornography. But Correct. there are a lot of men that, while single, watch pornography, and when they get married, it's kind of like an understood, like, wait a minute, don't you know that all men watch pornography? So, number one, that's not true. And number two, what a man or a woman does when they're an individual is very different than when they become a partnership. And in a partnership, these things have to be discussed. And and here's another thing. I've had clients come into me and say, Dr. Noel, because of my religious beliefs, I cannot tolerate pornography, but it's something that my husband really enjoys. How do we manage that? And these are the kind of things that I think couples, mature couples, need to be able to have fully open and transparent conversations about. And as you're talking, I'm thinking this has to be one of the key things. Oh, no, I don't think we talked about this, did we? No, I don't, I don't think we did either. I, I just happened to realize that. I don't know why we didn't, but we didn't. Well, neither one of us are in a pornography. No, so I don't no. even think it was one of those things that well, maybe this. I don't know why. It vaguely came up. I, I can't okay. recall to be honest with you. It wasn't a, a main thing in my mind when uh, I was talking about it, if we did. But I think it is something that couples do need to talk about while they're in a serious dating stage of their relationship. It's got to be talked about. Have you ever used pornography before? Are you currently using pornography? Okay. It, uh, and so you are currently using, how often do you engage uh, in using pornography? How often? Is it, you know, a couple times a week, every day, once a month? You know, what is it? Is it a magazine, movies? You know, how deep are you into it or not? I think that is vital information a couple, both parties need to have and understand before they enter into a marriage, a committed relationship. It's needed. I don't think we necessarily talked about it. Again, if it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a main thing that stands on my mind, but I think going forward, I would highly recommend couples have that conversation before they enter a marriage relationship. And I think there's a difference. This year we, we would have been married almost 18 years, so I think pornography is much more available only because you can have it in the palm of your hand, so to speak. You can have it on your cell phone. You can on demand it in your home. You can get it at a hotel. Like if you guys are out on a vacation, you can on demand I mean, this is something that people do a whole lot of. Right. So I think it, it goes, it waxes and wanes, so to speak, but it's something that you need to talk about with yourself. Here's another thing. Don't assume that because you're, you're, the person you're with knows that you watch pornography now that they're going to go ahead and think it's okay when you're actually in a committed long-term relationship. That's a great point. So part of that conversation is are you planning to continue with pornography after we get married? Right. You know, and point blank, ask that question. And, and understand, based on what, how they answer the first set of questions about how often they do it, you know, you need to take that with a grain of salt. So if they're watching it, they watch it every single day, and they say, oh, yeah, I'm going to cold turkey, I'm just going to stop it once we get married, you need to take that with a grain of salt because it can be addictive. And you probably know, you know, of course, yeah. addictive more than I do. Mm-hmm. But from my understanding, it can be very addictive, mm-hmm. Okay. So even though they may think that or even want to stop, if they're watching it, you know, that much or engaging in it that much, okay, it's going to take a lot of work, effort, and possibly even some help 
for them to stop it and break away from that. And here's one of the things that's really interesting. Many people that have pornography addictions don't believe they have pornography addictions. Like, like just like an addiction. Mm-hmm. No, someone could say, I'm not an alcoholic. Okay. What people say is this is what men do. This is what men do. This is what men do. And a lot of, or, they, or there are many women, I should right, I, I don't right, want to genderize uh, this and say only men. Right, there are a lot of women that are addicted to pornography too because it, it's accessible. It is yeah. so readily accessible. And so things to think about is how, how does a pornography affect the way you view and the way you're interacting with people? And so, I mean, there are lots of people that I know, men and women, that, that have eight, nine, ten-hour-a-day pornography habits. Mm. And so the pornography becomes so important that overrides the 35, 55-minute experience you're going to have in your bedroom and then give a point. But then give us some more information about the research study. Oh, a couple more on this one here, Dr. Uh, Pardon may feel that certain sexual activities desired by the person who uses pornography are objectionable. So, you know, the person saw something uh, on the TV screen, they wanted to try it in the bedroom, well, the other person doesn't want to do it. They feel offended by what you're trying to recommend them to do, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, that's when both users um, can experience a decrease in, in the relationship's sexual satisfaction and emotional closeness. It just seems like we're just going through the motions. You're just using me for some sexual gratification that you saw on the screen. You're not really into me because you're not asking me how I feel about it. You're just trying to make me do what you saw on the screen, regardless of how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let me say this. Let me say this. A lot of times in pornography, women and men are depicted as wanting to feel excruciating pain that they need to have that that they have. People have rape fantasies and they want to be hurt. These are things that pornography sure. um, promotes in some Choking way. Is it, right. All kind of different stuff. I'm not going to say it makes anyone do anything, but exposure to things widens your gap around the ability to accept something. So the more and more people see it, then the more and more exciting they want their bedroom to be. And if you don't have someone in the room that's going to be just – when you watch these pornographies, and I'm not – low budget, high budget, there's someone positioning people, there's somebody lubricating them, dropping oil on their butt. I mean, all of that's going on. All that moaning, that is not real. Right, absolutely. And, uh, and again, goes back to the reality in, uh, versus reality TV versus reality. What you're seeing – Pornography on TV screen will actually happen in a sexual relationship in the bedroom. Absolutely. Two totally different things. Absolutely. Two totally different things. Uh, next couple things here, Dr. Noel. Relationship trust decreases due to dishonesty and deception about pornography. So you're asking the person, your spouse, hey, what are you doing? Oh, nothing doing work. At 3 o'clock in the morning, I closed my laptop. You know, things of that nature. Um, hey, what were you doing in the driveway before you came home? Oh, well, uh, nothing. I had a work call. You know, things of that nature. And I think another thing, so it also takes people on reality. I know so many people that say, you know, I, I was at work today, and then there are people that, that their partners or spouses send them videotapes of them maybe masturbating while they watch pornography or mm-hmm. something, some such thing. Right. And so sometimes I have spouses that say, listen, I thought he was sending me a text to say how he was doing, and middle of the day he took a day off work, and this is the text that I get. Wow. You know. So how does that make make the person feel? Right. It doesn't make them feel good. No, it's not a good thing. And and other things to think about. So let's say that pornography is not somebody else because this is now very big. People doing uh, um, personal videos of themselves in their own sexual acts. Yeah, so sex acts and all that. Correct. And then using those again doing doing intimate moments with their partner. 
even that, so this is really interesting, even that can be something that can be um, hard for someone else to watch or for, for, for your party to participate in because one of the things about intimacy is it should be about the moment that you're in. Mm, okay, that's good. And not imagining the other moments. I mean, there's a fair a bit of imagine, imagination that goes along with intimacy anyway right. for that build-up, but in general, it should be about the moment that you're in. You need to keep your mind there. I'm here Absolutely. with this person in this experience, not full fantasizing about somebody else, mm-hmm. fantasizing, you know, that kind of thing. Somebody else, I'm somebody else. Hey, you know, we're here. It's us in I'm actively participating in this emotionally and physically. Right. And that's not to mean, I mean, I know lots of couples, and I've even told couples sometimes, if you're bored, why don't you role play? Why don't you, you know, come up with a fantasy? But that doesn't mean that that has to happen every single time and that the fantasy has to outweigh the reality that you're in. You know, and just a side note about if you make your own sex tape, that's really dangerous to do in relationships because you never know what's happening to the tape when you get mad at each other um, if if it gets left out with the rest of the videos and you have a five year old and you forgot that you made that three years ago, daddy, right, and then put it in the in the um, at the family reunion, correct, correct. And you also wouldn't believe the amount of people that I that come in and say, okay, I was spending the night at my sister's house, my sister's house with her husband. We were watching videos, and and my sister and her, my brother in law made a sex tape, and they watched it. You know those right. kinds oh, of yeah, things. Right, right. And even those things can distort the relationship. Now, how does that affect the family when you've seen someone, your sister, brother, sister-in-law, brother-in-law doing some stuff like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Now, that puts a, something else into the relationship as well. Absolutely. So that's just a side note right. that these are things that we have to be, that, that couples need to be very careful about. Absolutely. You had some more stuff. Yeah, this one here, Doc, is from uh, a blog, blogs at psychcentral.com, talking about uh, does watching pornography affect intimate relationships. They make a couple, some several good points. One of them is that Increased overall sexual objectification of strangers happens by increased uh, uh, watching of pornography. So because you're watching a lot of pornography, you're basically sexually objectifying another person of the opposite sex. You're checking them out more. You see them more visually as body parts versus an individual and things of that nature. So now you're watching this pornography. Now all you see is uh, body parts of your coworkers, body parts of people that you're just walking down for the street, you're turning around, mm-hmm. checking out somebody's uh, rear end, things of that nature. Well, it can over-sexualize. <clears throat> and let me say this. Not everybody. There's probably a guy out there that can watch, you know, pornography all day and feel like he's not going to be affected by it. But everything that goes on in our heads and goes through our brains has an effect on us, a small effect, a big effect. And what we're talking about is, what does that affect over time? Mm, okay. What does that affect over time, and how does that transition a person from reality to what a, a fantasy and living out that fantasy? Like you mentioned, the effect is different for everybody. The extent of the effect is different on everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you may not know what effect it's going to have on you or your relationship. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's that's the kind of dangerous thing. Like like you mentioned like with, with alcohol, some people can handle a certain amount of alcohol, some people can't. Mm-hmm. You know. The same thing with pornography. Some people may be able to handle it and not affect them uh, negatively in a relationship. As much as someone, it can destroy a relationship. So you don't know. So it's something that you have to be careful with. Mm-hmm. Okay? You really have to be careful with it. You have to be communicating with it. And that both partners are understanding what each other is, is at about it, how they feel about it, how much is going to be in a relationship, or how much is not going to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay? So definitely needs to be discussed. And definitely, and here's the funny thing. 
I think a lot of people believe that because they're adults, they should experience pornography. I mean, that's that's something that a lot of adults feel like. Like a rite of passage or something Absolutely. like that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I want people to be careful that if you don't have to expose yourself to things unnecessarily, then don't. Okay. The, one other point they make here, okay, they talk about overall increased amount of pornography uh, effects on men, really, has men feeling women more as sexual objects, not just physically, but in terms of a, a, they tend to lower their regard for women, meaning they have less respect for women. They're less considerate about their feelings in general as they watch more and more pornography. So, you know, you know, yeah, it's just a woman who cares. Um, you start disrespecting. She's talking. You're cutting her off. And, you know, you're just someone just saw on a pornography doing all kind of stuff. So that the level of respect that you would hold the door for a woman, treat her with honor and respect, that could tend to go away for some people. Right. If that's what she wants. A lot of women now are saying they want that. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I want it. That's a good, right. That's a good I want you to be careful. A lot of people do But that. let me say something. I don't want someone to listen to the show and say you ought to talk about any of the positive side of pornography. Mm. So I'm on a site called Alternate Sex and Relationships, and it's www.alternate, A-L-T-E-R-N-E-C.org, and it says why porn can be good for you and society. And I'm going to just read. They only came up with one point, and it said that um, – um, I lost it. I'm sorry. It said that people that watch pornography um, are less likely to go out and, and commit violent sexual crimes. Now, I don't know what study they, what data they used to put that together. Um, it says it was a small study from the University of, of Montreal, also self-reporting that male participants claimed that watching porn didn't change their views of women or impact their relationships. And often repeated the oh, an often repeated punch on the study was that the researchers tried and failed to find men who had never viewed porn. Oh. Um, so apparently there is some. Apparently they feel like there's some positives of watching pornography. I have not seen many of those, and so I want people to be careful that as adults you have adult conversations about what you can tolerate in your relationship and whether or not. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.